Welcome to the second episode of Humans of SDU, podcast that discovers your stories. In individual episodes, we introduce people from the University of Southern Denmark. Had you followed us from the yearly beginning, you have probably already heard our first episode with a fresh graduate Esben. Today, we have the honor to present you guest number two, Simon. Simon is a master student of human resource management. However, he is quite fresh in Denmark. Being half Danish and half American, he has spent most of his life in the United States. After finishing his bachelor there, he traveled for some years and then he decided to continue in his studies here in Denmark. Your today's hosts will be Martin and Mishka. So make yourself comfortable and join us for our talk with Simon. In today's episode, we have Simon here. Simon, welcome and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, so just to say a few words, um, you just, well, not just, but you came to study in Denmark from the US. Yeah, I've just finished my first uh, semester here and yeah, I'm half Danish, half American. So I lived most of my life in the US and now I'm here in Denmark. Yeah. All right. So you say you spend like vast majority of your life in the US. Um, well, I won't ask you to, to compare it, but what are the things you miss the most from the US that are not in Denmark? <laughs> um, you know, it's probably mostly like food centered things that I miss. Uh, good Mexican food. Miss that. Um, yeah. I don't know that, you know, anybody from the U.S. from the South where I grew up, uh, there's something called Waffle House, which is like not, it's like out of five stars, it's maybe like a half star restaurant. <laughs> I don't know if you can call it a restaurant. It's open like 24-7 and it's where all the uh, truck drivers that drive across the U.S., it's where they all eat, you know, if you need to eat at like two or three in the morning. And it's famous because... You know, it's one of these places where you'll find all different kinds of people, you know, like you'll find really, really drunk people there or you'll find just, you know, homeless people. You'll find, you know, people every like every different type of person goes there and eats there and families on Sundays and everything like that. So I miss I miss the Waffle House experience. But besides that, no, I'm I'm loving pretty much everything that Denmark. All right. If you say you miss food. What do you think about Danish food? Well, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of biased on that because I grew up with Danish food. You know, like in my house, my mom, she cooked Danish food. Uh, so most nights, so like frikadella, you know, like every Christmas we'd have Danish food. Um, and so I, I grew up with it, so I, I love it. Um, I understand why some people don't like it, you know? Um, But for me, yeah, I love it. Like, I eat lupestai and stuff, like, every day. All right, and, well, not just talking about food. Well, how do you like the the school here? I mean, it's, well, I assume it's a completely different experience than in the U.S. Yeah, you know, so we talked a little bit, I guess, before about stuff we'd want to cover. And the differences, yeah, I would say between an American university and a, a Danish university is really different and probably the biggest thing is uh, like how much money is spent on facilities 
So if you go to an American university, it's like usually sprawling. It looks like an amazing like monastery or something like it's beautiful brick and everything like that. And so there's all this money that's spent. And now in the U.S., it's kind of almost become like this huge industry. You know, that's why colleges are so expensive is spending all this money on all these different facilities. But are we talking like facilities, just like the facade, how it looks or we are talking about the looks and also? all the different, you know, um, all the different little things, you know, like uh, student gyms and all these things, because it's kind of now become more about like the college experience. Right. So it's you pay a stupid amount of money so that you can have, you know, Time oh, of your life? Yeah, pretty much for four years. And then you get out and you owe, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in high interest rate student loan debt. But, you know, for those four years, you're living pretty nice. So, so I'm guessing the school spirit is pretty strong in the U.S. Yeah, so like, you know, we have uh, mascots, you know, and, and usually that's centered around a sports team. You know, football is huge in in the U.S. and colleges. So... Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing, you know, like you rep what school you're from, you know, so where I'm from is Tallahassee, Florida, so Florida State University, and they're one of the uh, colleges that has had one of the best football teams, so growing up, you know, I always going to the football uh, games and, and everything, so yeah, there's a lot of school spirit, so the difference is, you know, when I came to SDU, it was like they had all these things like student you know, parties and all these kinds of things. But it was, there wasn't like a, you know, we just are all, you know, so happy, go SDU, you know, there's none of that, you know, so, which is actually kind of refreshing to me, you know, it's, that's, I think that's a really uniquely American thing that you have to have a fight song and all these kinds of things. But I like it, it's more, in Denmark, I think it's more, you know, I wouldn't say bare bones. That's the wrong kind of connotation. Like more relaxed? Not more relaxed. It's just like more like, okay, I, I'm coming here for, yeah, to have a student experience and, and all of this, but the most important thing is the education that I'm getting. It's not, you know, having a super nice pool or having these different types of things. So I, I really like that part about it. So, yeah. And how do you feel um, talking about the atmosphere? Maybe it was one of the things we were mentioning like before as well while talking um, because in the recent years at least from my perspective I have never been to US actually never studied there but from what's going on in, in the internet there's like a thing that the the campuses of the universities are tend to be um, how to say like a single opinion opinionated yeah so uh, well that, that like the, the plurality of the opinions is like somehow I yeah for lack of the words I would say repressed but lost or lost yeah you know that it's that it's just it has become a real loaded topic like my, my father he's he works at Florida State University so he actually is the head of something called CIS which is Center for Intensive English Studies and it's all international students that want to uh, study their master's or doctorate degree at FSU and so He has all these international students, and this is kind of one of the things that students need to be aware of when they come and study in the U.S. is that, you know, the, the campus life kind of in, in the U.S. now has kind of become a bubble. It's, it's this bubble of typically more left-leaning ideas, um, 
more left-leaning thinking and more kind of, um, yeah, politically correct thought, I guess. And yeah, there is a discussion now in the U.S. as far as does, are, is there room for other ideas on college campuses? And, you know, because there are safe spaces now, you know, you can't insult people and, and, and you know, the, just these types of things. You can't insult people with your ideas, kind of. So, so there's a big discussion going on now about that, yeah. And have you ever experienced such a thing in, in person? Like, have, has anything happened to yourself that you maybe not intentionally offended, offended uh, someone? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure everybody oh, has at some point. Who, <laughs> you, know. you did and then yeah, you were confronted no, I mean, with that. I think actually I was in school, I finished school right before this got like really prevalent in American universities, you know, like I graduated in 2015 from my bachelor's degree and I went to a relatively smaller school. I didn't go to Florida State University. I went to a small private school called Flagler College and that's a much more of a kind of laid back beach town vibe. So there wasn't this, you know, high intensity political discourse at this school. You know, most of the students there were, you know, just having a good time surfing and, you know, they weren't really, it wasn't that, it wasn't that much of a political vibe there. So, yeah, but, but I would say, you know, because I did spend a little bit of time at FSU as well. And, and yeah, it's a, you just, you never want to insult anybody, you know, but, but uh, I think more and more it's this kind of you being you have there's a, a pressure to be politically correct yeah in these in these environments and how does it affect classes uh, how does it affect academic academic freedom among the professors yeah so like you know you bring up that's that's a big thing is is uh, what's as far as debate goes and expressing ideas because at least in my idea a, a university should be a place where ideas get put out there and and they get debated and you know the bad ideas fall down and the good ideas rise and this kind of thing and if you know if you have an environment where it's really politically correct then you only have certain types of ideas and and yeah you know there's i'm sure people have heard of Jordan Peterson who he was in Canada which is a different dynamic but he got in a lot of trouble at this university for saying certain things about transgender, uh, like pronouns and things. And there was also, there's a few cases that you can look up that are crazy in small universities in, in the U.S. where a teacher will disagree with their students about something and the students will say, oh, no, this isn't politically correct. And the teacher was like, okay, well, this is my opinion. And then the students will band together to get this teacher um, to get this teacher fired. And it actually, there was a crazy instance where this happened at, I think it's called Evergreen State College, if I think that, something Evergreen, but um, it was this small school where this happened, this type of thing happened, and the students basically got together and were like trying to hunt down this professor <laughs> and possibly do physically harm to them. And they pretty much Uh, like kidnapped the president of this university to make him apologize and they you know it was it was it's pretty intense yeah you can look that up but there are those things that happen not all the time though obviously all right well 
and kind of like shift from that. Uh, mm-hmm. You also mentioned that you are much interested in in traveling. So, apart from US and Denmark, what was the place where you like felt very pleasant? Maybe like okay, uh, for at home or out yeah, of I, 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 you know, I mean, so yeah, you know, the thing is, is I grew up in in US in a relatively small town and. Most of the people that I know didn't really travel that far or, you know, didn't really visit that many different countries. My parents, though, they traveled a lot and backpacked and they actually met backpacking in Egypt. So it's like they have all these crazy stories. So I grew up really wanting to, you know, like I grew up really into adventure stories and like Indiana Jones, like these types of things. I was like obsessed with that. So as soon as I got out of college, I was like, I'm going to pay off my student loans and I'm just gonna like hit it. And I just took off basically, and I actually haven't been back to the US since, yeah, it's 2016, I think. So yeah, it's it's been a while since I've been back, but I mean, I just started traveling and I loved Turkey. Like I was, I lived in Istanbul for a little bit and I, I loved Istanbul, just like the food, amazing. Um, I lived in Vietnam for a little bit over a year and I think as far as like people go the Vietnamese people are the sweetest people in the world to me like I love them so I think probably living in Vietnam was one of those things where I started to feel really at home so oh. yeah and what were you up to in Vietnam I was teaching English yeah. all right yeah, yeah yeah English teacher and yeah traveling around and you know it's it's one of these things where When I got there, I was like, oh, man, I'm American. I wonder, you know, I wonder if they won't like me or something like that. And, and like, when I think about that now, I just laugh, you know, because they're just the sweetest people, you know. Some of I taught adults in Ho Chi Minh City, and some of them were former North Vietnamese soldiers who were like, I was like, yeah, you know. They're like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm American. Oh, I love America. And I'm like, oh, yeah? They're like, yeah, every summer I go fishing in Florida. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, you know, that was a big kind of wake-up call to me. And and actually, most places that I've traveled, I've always, you know, everybody asks me, oh, like, are you kind of scared traveling as an American? I've never been, like, in. I was in uh, in Ramallah in in Palestine, and they were like, Oh, you're American. Cool. Welcome. And I was like, is that okay? Like, <laughs> you know, we have a president that, you know, is doing all this. But I, I, every everywhere that I've been, it's people have been, yeah, really, really welcoming. But the Vietnamese people, I would say, are the the best people for me that I've had. Yeah. Would you actually consider moving there for good? Or are you more of a of an exploring type? <laughs> um, I mean... Denmark is supposed to be the base now for me, you know, but, um, and I lived there and I did it and I definitely will go back at some, at some point because there's just, you know, I only kind of scratched the surface just being there a year, but there's just so many other places that, you know, I need to see, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll definitely go back and visit, but for now, Denmark is, the base but I'm I'm starting to get that itch again so <laughs> so where is it going to be um the next stop I think maybe the next like big trip is probably going to be in the summer I'm gonna try to do northern India so okay. yeah so that's that's been a on my list for a while I got to do that 
And uh, so we'll see, you know, kind of the more different the country and the more different the people and the lifestyle and stuff, that that's what I get attracted to the most. So, yeah. yeah. I think that many people who are afraid to travel are afraid of dangerous situations that may arise. What was the most dangerous or craziest situation <laughs> you've been in? Um, oh, man. You know, like, I've never felt that I've, I was in danger, like, from someone else. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, most times if I felt I was in danger, it was probably a misunderstanding. Like, there was a situation in a uh, hammam in Istanbul that was, like, it got a little bit weird, but, <laughs> you know, that was just a kind of a misunderstanding, I would say, more than it was, you know, I was in danger. Um, and that was a very kind of, yeah, cultural thing that I had to learn. But um, So what was it about? <laughs> um, or is it an embarrassing thing? It's not embarrassing. It, let's just say that when you're in, in a hammam, in, in, at least in Turkey, you get like a small little towel, you know, and they like scrub you down. It's really nice. You're in this kind of like hot room. And I went to this one that was like from the 1500s and it was really traditional and you get scrubbed down by, you know, typically this, you know, big beer gut handlebar mustache Turkish guy who was like scrub you down and wash you and everything like that. And um, basically uh, he noticed that So when you're 13 in Turkey, there is the rite of passage to becoming a man is the circumcision that takes place. And I learned this there that you uh, get circumcised around like 12, 13. And then mm -hmm. there's a big ceremony where your family, you get dressed up like a sultan and you get like a cool cane and you walk around and people put like money on you. And it's a really big deal. Well, obviously in Denmark, that's not the case. <laughs> so uh, that difference was illuminated at this hammam in front of a few of these Turkish workers who uh, kind of, they were, they were making this like signal with their hand like this. <laughs> And then they were like shaking their head like, like no good. They kept saying like, no good, no good, like, like. Haram, haram. This one guy kept saying it up. And my Turkish friend that I went with, Umud, he was like in another room, right? And I'm sitting there and they're just asking me all these questions in Turkish. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know? And uh, then they started calling over their other friends and they're like pointing at me, you know? And I'm standing there, you know, in front of like seven Turkish dudes, like all discussing my situation. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I kind of had to be like, yeah, like, you know, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say, you know. Um, but uh, I started going like, umut, umut. <laughs> and, uh, and he came out and they started discussing back and forth and everything like that. And then, and then at the end, they were all like shaking my hand. And, you know, we're all, we're just, we're people. It's okay. We're the same people. And, you know, it's, it's cool. By the end of it, we were all cool again. The guy went back to wash me. And then when we left, uh, Umut was like, yeah, 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 no worries. Like, and he's talking on the phone to someone. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. And he's like, okay, Simon, we're all set. I'm like, we're all set. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
tonight someone's coming. Like, I call the doctor, no problem. Someone's coming. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> no? He's <laughs> like, yes, family friend, no problem. Very safe. <laughs> um, but uh, they were just playing with me at that point. Oh. And so later that night, I was at a party and this story was told. And then, like, all the Turkish guys that I was with started, like, trying to grab me and hold me down. <laughs> and, like, and, like, they were going to get the doctor to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but again, I was not in danger. I felt I was at the beginning, but it was more of a misunderstanding that, you know, if I had reacted in a negative manner and tried to take them all on, I don't think it would have ended well, but all you can really do in that situation is, is laugh and, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, all, all right, and with this shovel. On that <laughs> note, yeah. <laughs> I guess on that note. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming, Simon, and sharing your amazing experience with us. <laughs> <laughs> one of many, one of many. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Thank you for having me, and, you know, I'm glad we could have this chat, and I'm excited to hear your other episodes as well. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be all interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, here, and see you guys in a week. Yeah, see you guys, and thank you for listening. That would be it for today. Thank you for being with us. To get even more from our podcast, we invite you to our social media. You can find Humans of SDU on Facebook and Instagram, where you can learn more about our project. Have a great week and see you next Wednesday with the next episode of Humans of SDU. This time, let's give some more space for Simon for the proper goodbye. There was this fish, right? And this fish had an accident when uh, he was young. <laughs> and the fish is, you know, living, living his best life, you know? <laughs> the fish is living his best life, you know, swimming around. Um, I say it, you know, and, um, and one day the fish is just swimming, swimming, and it hits a wall, it hits a wall. And it says, damn.